Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are back once again. It is your favorite two-woman power trip. It's your girl, Cresta Star, and I'm joined by the lovely Iridian. How are you, Iridian? How are you doing? I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for asking. What a vibe that intro is. We've never done the little short intro, so it's a little bop. I did not know this. It was a race against the clock because the intro is not the problem. Starting the stream is. We're we're the problem. (laughs) We're the Marina Shafirs. Of the Collision Post Show. True. Very true. Ladies and gentlemen, speaking of which, welcome to the Collision Post Show here on Fightful. Hope you guys give us a thumbs up. It helps us in the algorithm. And don't forget to subscribe to Fightful Select. We're close to 10,000 or 11,000 subscribers. You could be one of them. Best five bucks in the business. $54 roughly a year. Get all the scoops. The scoops that I don't want to talk about. The scoops you want to talk about because we're not scoops people. We're yep. watch along, girlies, and we're happy to watch along with you, colliders. Aridian, yes. what a good show tonight. What a good show. It was very unexpected for me. I feel like sometimes I look at the card and I'm like, well, we'll we'll see how this goes. But this one really, really proved me wrong. Like I thought it was a great show. What did you think? I have what I like to call my impact complaint mm. of okay. There was so much going on that my hand hurts and the carpal tunnel is real. Like the, this was a really good episode of Collision. That I'm like, I'm trying to write notes in my hand. My hand started hurting so bad I felt nauseous. I'm like, I can't write anymore. And Joel is like, why don't you type your notes? Like, cause I, I didn't do the Mavis Beacon. I got like four fingers at best. It's this, this Mavis episode Beacon. was good. <laughs> yeah, that just showed my age. <laughs> Courtney Mavis Beacon teaches typists. <laughs> I I'm also on the same boat with you. I'm a terrible typer and I was writing my notes, but then I'm like, Oh my God, I just, there's too many sheets of paper. I just have to collect everything on one page. And I just started typing my notes. So I'm very new to this. Let me tell you, I really wish I would have paid more attention in that typing class. Yes. <laughs> yes. And guys, you should pay attention to me and Iridian. And you can do that by sending us a super chat it is somewhere in the YouTube place. You can get your comment or question right on air. And you got Humper Chats. Send them over to HumperChats.com. We get to keep a little bit more of the income. We're happy. Iridium's happy. The Decepticons are happy. HumperChats.com. Are you ready to get into this <sighs> February 10th, 2024 episode of Collision AEW? Let's do it. Let's party. All right, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, I want to say RIP opening bumpers because I don't think those are happening anymore. I peeped it for the past two or three weeks. No longer Eddie Kingston saying, I don't want to talk. Get out of here. I hate you. How do you feel about that? I'm kind of (laughs) salty. I'm like, all right. It's a good preview to the show. You know, sometimes we don't know what the match card was before, uh, even Mm -hmm. though it's advertising. Sometimes we just don't know. So it's fun because it gets you a little bit 
invested before the show actually starts. You know, you get to see what performers are going to come out and who's beefing. Because sometimes I don't know who's beefing. And yeah. those promos really helped me out. And now I'm just like, all right, now you just get into it. Like, what? I, I kind of miss them. Do you miss them? I think I feel like we're on the same boat. Yeah, I miss them just a little bit, even if it's just for Eddie Kingston to say, get that camera out of my face. I truly don't care. I don't want to talk to you. I, I do miss it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, never I'm the... hoping that they're bringing them back eventually. I want to I want to hope Sorry, so. I have to cough so bad. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a fun one. And getting us started off right with the super chat, we got James Zimmerman saying, howdy, folks. Great show tonight. Thank you, James. And you are in for a treat, just like we were. We had our first match, which was Claudio Castagnoli, John Moxley, the Blackpool Combat Club versus Star Jr. And, oh, Lord. You got me. it. You got it. It's Esfinge. Esfinge. I was going to say Esfinge. And I'm like, that's not right. That's not right. That's you got two out, two out of the three syllables. You're fine. <laughs> Listen, if Andrade El Idolo was beating up the commentary for weeks, I'm You get a pass. You got a pass, all right? And they did mess it up on commentary once, so I'm like, it's not as bad as the Idolo. But, man, the Idolo was iconic, honestly. I think about that once a week, probably. Honestly, I never feel bad about speaking Spanish after that. Like, I just think, like, you know what? Your name could be Idolo. <laughs> it could be. It really could be. So we had this match, and honestly, CMLL, I was thoroughly impressed with Star Junior and Esfinge. Uh-huh, Esfinge. Esfinge. Oof. Oof. Duolingo, please. <laughs> <laughs> and and mind you, for me, like, I had to, like, uh, write it phonetically, like the, uh -huh. hey, like the H-E-Y at the end, so I wouldn't forget. Because like, even though it's Spanish, I'm just like, oh, sometimes you mess it up, so... You got it. I, 10 out of I 10. Believe, you, Chris, I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I uh, I was thoroughly impressed in this match. And also, their theme was kind of lost. I was like, this theme slaps. <laughs> um, So they had a really stiff match with Claudio Castagnoli and John Moxley. Um, There was a nice sequence at the beginning into a bow stretch on John Moxley. I couldn't even tell you what Star did because this is me trying to write and look at the same time, like oh. what is transpiring here. But mm -hmm. that looked gnarly. And that was in the first like three minutes. We did get a pop-up kick to the head on Moxley from Star. And as soon as a Sfinge, I hope I got it right this time, close. If not, you know, we're going to get it. We um, he, as soon as he got in the ring, Claudio Castagnoli said, we're going for a swing. Poor guy. I'm like, he didn't even get five seconds into there. Mm. Uh, we also had a huge monkey flip to Claudio Castagnoli and then a crazy spinning, a spinning, a, a, a tornado spinning through the middle rope. I don't even know how to describe it. This match, again, from the word go, my hands and my brain, I'm like, I play video games and I could not comprehend what did you think of this match before we get into the finish? Man, it was hard keeping up. I'm on the same boat with you because I was like, oh, my God, that looks so cool. But I'm like, oh, my God, I got to write this down. We, I have to remember what's happening by the end of the show. Like, oh, my goodness. The fact that Star Jr. and, and Mox started off the match. And it was very smart for Mox to try to get him immediately to the mat and not let him do any of the like high flying lucha moves. I thought that was really great, super strategic on Mox's part. And the fact that Claudio was able to swing his fiend cast at, oh man, here we go. I feel like that's so embarrassing, right? Like you got to go back into the back and be like, man, I can't believe I just got swung. Like <laughs> That's one of the most, there are two demoralizing moves in professional wrestling, that and the angle slam, because all your leggies is in the air. Yes, and then he was, like, holding on to his tights. Like, oh, he looks stressed. I felt so, so bad for him. But, man, I that tornado, like the tornado, I don't know what they, what they called exactly. it. Exactly. It was, I've never seen anything like that. I was so impressed. It was amazing. And I really do like that. They, they brought it up again in um, like the replay. I was mm -hmm. like, yep, that was a moment that needed to be shown again. So man, it. I thought it was great uh, showing on CMLL. Yeah. So eventually we get to the finish of elbows to the head to star junior, sorry, to star junior to a submission from, um, into an arm bar stretch submission to John Moxley for a yes. submission. Yeah. I think that if you don't have an appreciation for Lucha Libre after watching this, 
come on, come on. Come you're on. lying. You're lying. Why are you lying? Don't lie to yourself. Like, Don't come on. Just come. It's so good over here. Just put the mask on, baby. <laughs> exactly. Like, you are literally playing yourself by not, like, you could be enjoying this match. Like, the the amazing talent that was shown tonight. I'm telling you, that tornado alone, I yes. was like, Sit, I'm sold. That's a highlight reel moment. Like, that's something you put in your bumper. Like, wow, mm -hmm. this guy can do that. I wonder what else he could do. Yeah. We get to the post-match where um, John Moxley says, any team could step up or get stepped on. And then the grumpiest men in tag team wrestling come out. That's Harwood and Cash Wheeler of FTR, which is fantastic because John Moxley by himself is the grumpiest man in BCC. And Claudio Castagnoli is just a ride or die because I've heard he's a wonderfully delightful guy. He's just a jerk. He's like, yo, if my friend want to fight you, I want to fight you too. And that's just what it is. Sorry about it. <laughs> what do you think about this? Because it leads into a giant brawl. Oh, this was insane. I honestly did not expect FTR to come out. Out of, I guess I didn't have a, an idea for who would be coming out. But I'm like, FTR literally was at the bottom of my list. Mm -hmm. But I didn't hate it because I'm not the biggest fan of FTR. But I am the biggest fan of the BCC. So I'm like, all right, Blackpool Combat Club, let's go. We're going to get into this. And the fact that it broke out into a brawl, I feel like we have been getting more brawls in AEW. It's... um. It's refreshing, right? Because I, I like to see when, when the whole locker room comes out. But how are you feeling about these brawls happening more often in AEW? I don't necessarily hate them. It's just sometimes it's like, who are some of these people coming out? These are a lot of security guards that can't do a lot of nothing. But at the same time, how do you stop John Moxley? He's just perpetually annoyed. Yes. Like, how do you stop that man? Yeah. Also, to your point, FTR was not someone I would have on my list of people to come out commentary did put over that now that they're squared away whatever they were doing with the house of black yeah. it does make sense but i'm still a little like the matches that are going to happen i can't wait can't <laughs> wait uh, like these two are grumpy tag teams it's going to yeah. be bloody. I mean, maybe I can wait, actually, now that I've said it out loud. Maybe I can wait. <laughs> you know, the only thing that I'm wondering is if they're going to be, if it's always going to be Mox and Claudio, or if mm -hmm. they're going to include um, Danielson and Yuta into that mix. Like, maybe, because Claudio was not looking too great tonight. He came out and his eye was yellow. Like, that eye was yellow. And they did, you know, mention that, oh, it's because of the match that he had previously. But they do have an advantage if they're able to be switching on and off, right? I mean, I would say so. I, I do think that there is something to be said about faction warfare, mm -hmm. especially with the formation of scissor me ass bang boys. I don't know what their names are. I'm going to keep messing it up on purpose. Child. I don't, I don't care. I do not care. <laughs> but I mean, like, I, I, I don't know. Cause like, I also feel like AEW has trained us in the sense that if Yuta's in the match and it's a tag team, Oh, BCC is losing. Oh my and God. You're taking a piss. And you're so taking a piss. That's so disrespectful to Yuta. <laughs> we need to get that to change. We, I we mean, it's disrespectful. That. I know. I know. It's, but it's I hate to quote CM Punk. Tell me what I'm telling lies. <laughs> I know. I know. You're not. So we need to change that. <laughs> I mean, I know he's been pure champion and I know he gets wins, but when it, when it comes to tag team situations, yeah. certainly not Claudio, certainly not Moxie, certainly not Bryanson. Poor Yuta's like, why me, God? <laughs> Yuta's like, I actually have a belt. Why y'all keep pinning me? <laughs> I, I was holding gold. At, well, I was the only one holding gold at one point exactly. in this group. Mm. And look at how the way y'all treat me. You know, mm -hmm. baby, this is an OSHA violation. You know? OSHA violation. <laughs> <laughs> We love Wheeler Yuta. He's oh, dead Wheeler Yuta over here. <laughs> Next, we have Daniel Garcia versus Shane Taylor with Lee Moriarty in the background. The first word I wrote was, Shane Taylor is going to kill Daniel Garcia. I like both of these men. Yeah. But speaking of David and Goliath, for the first at least, it felt like maybe seven to ten minutes. It was probably more than three, like three to five. Shane Taylor was just a using Daniel Garcia. Yeah. And like, Shane Taylor's a big man compared to Danny Garcia. Just I that could visual, not. That visual just in <laughs> alone is insane. Yeah, Bro, like you said, very Goliath-like, yeah. The chops to the chest alone, it's like, 
if I'm Daniel Garcia's cousin, I want to jump out from the back. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you said, I'm going out there to fight too. And like, it's a work, it's a work. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> like that's, 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 that's real to me. That sounds real. I, I'll, I'll give Daniel Garcia his flowers. He came back in a big way. There were stiff chops right back. I, I don't know what he was thinking that first time when he tried to pull um, Shane Taylor down for, I guess, a sunset flip. And Shane Taylor just, like, power bomb leg squatted him. I was like, yikes. Yikers. But in the end, Daniel Garcia turns a missed leg drop. This was the second leg drop that Shane Taylor missed after the first one he missed off of the apron, ring apron, which, again, the hardest part of the ring, and then turns it into a leg submission that Daniel Garcia gets the win on. While I liked that, I kind of wish they just made Garcia strong the entire way. Or I don't I don't know. I don't know. I I think the outcome was correct. I just feel like the match could have been done a little differently. How do you feel about it? No, I'm on the same page as you. I feel like Danny Garcia has been on on such a high, right? Like he's been having his winning streak. Though I do, you know, Danny Garcia picked up the win tonight. I don't see how we got there. Yeah. Match. Like it just, it didn't all line up for me. And also, I am not the biggest fan right now of Daniel Garcia's pants and his gear. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving sports entertainer, right? I'm not a professional wrestler. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting. <laughs> like, <laughs> so maybe I can't blame blame that that too much on on Danny, but Shane was just so dominant in the in the beginning that like I feel like Danny kind of just picked it up out of nowhere and it was a little mm. too soon for me. So um I mean he got the win at the end. So I think that's fine. It just didn't make sense to me. If yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's where we're we're both coming from because yeah. I think that it it would have been okay to make Garcia look strong here, considering what he did in the Continental Classic, the way that they kept putting him over from the Continental Classic, and even still having Daddy Magic on commentary, I think is still presenting him in a very strong way. And Shane Taylor is a very strong opponent. So I completely get why they did what they did. I just wish it would have been done a little differently, maybe a little more razzle, a little less dazzle. Yeah, that's worded perfectly. More razzle, less dazzle, new gear. (laughs) (laughs) more razzle less dazzle new gear Uh, we go from there to Lexi Nair backstage with um, Eddie Kingston saying you requested this time which I was like Eddie Kingston requesting time that's wild he hates everything so I was what you gotta say Mr. Kingston he was like Matthew and Nicholas Jackson you stole Eddie and Darby Thunder and that's not cool and you Daniel Bryanson, and I could just hear Nigel McGuinness going, (laughs) the moment he mentioned him, him, he's like, you stole my thunder, so I'm not going to let you steal my thunder again. So at Revolution, it's going to be me versus you, and if I win, you have to shake my hand because I know you don't respect me. And because you don't respect me, it's going to eat you up inside. Now, while I commend Eddie Kingston, man, I don't think a handshake is enough for to quote Nigel McGinnis in this situation, the clam digger, <laughs> Daniel Bryanson. What did you think of this segment already? Do you think that it matters that he's going to shake his hand or not? No. It, <laughs> no, it doesn't. And also, I couldn't hear Eddie's promo um, because the chants from the crowd were so loud. I had no idea what they were saying. Um, I, I was writing down, I'm like, what are people chanting? Eddie, what are you saying? And then I wrote shaking hands, question mark. Cause I didn't know what he was talking about. So I'm like, oh, okay. I, I guess I'll figure it out later. And they did mention it later. And in commentary that he was talking about, uh, Daniel Bryan or, or Brian Danielson. I'm but... sorry, Brian Danielson. My apologies. Y'all. I think I've been saying Dan. I don't know what I've been saying. People know who we're talking about. You get it. You know, you know the clam digger. You guys, <laughs> you got the gist here. But yeah, uh, it's gonna be. I feel like any time he fights either Danielson or Claudio, like he wants respect, they're not gonna give it to him. Eddie, I'm yeah. so sorry to tell you, you're not gonna get it. <laughs> and to me. 
That's crazy. Coming from a guy from New York, even though he's from Yonkers, as a girl from the Bronx, we claim him. You know, you if you don't respect someone, you can fight them until they go into the ground. They don't. They don't respect you. They just don't respect you. And to be fair, the BCC don't even. They barely respect each other. So With I facts. Yeah, <laughs> literally, John Moxley went out there a couple of weeks ago and was like pick up the slack, right? So I'm pretty sure he was talking to the members of the VCC too. So if there's like little disputes over in the VCC, like there's no way that they're going to go out of their faction to respect other people. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Come on now. And it's kind of like Eddie, as a guy from New York, you, you already know if you didn't respect one of them, they can fight you till you blew in the face. You can say, God could come down himself and give me a personal recommendation. I still wouldn't recommend. Look at what you said about Claudio Casting. No, he said, I hate the way you breathe. I hate your air. Mm. I'm just, I'm, I mean, I'm just saying be for real. You, just be for he real. Needs, That's all I'm asking I, you. He needs to uh, just make his expectations a little bit more realistic because I don't want his heart to get broken. What if like, yeah. go out there and make, what if he wins this match, right? Brian Danielson's not going to shake his hand. He's probably going to get jumped. Eddie's probably going to get jumped after the match if he wins, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I will say AEW has a good job of making people like Eddie Kingston, um, Daniel Garcia, Brian Keith, these very sympathetic baby faces where you want them to win because they're like in the face of adversity. And I add Brian Keith to this because as someone corrected me in chat earlier, Brian Keith was the one who got his thunder stolen. All he wanted to do was be all the lead. You know what I mean? He wanted to celebrate. And here you guys come being jerks. For what? For what? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. So, I don't know. worth it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and the BCC has been bullies. They've they have been they've been bullies. They've been bullies. They've been bullies. And, and they've been bullies since day one. So for people to expect them to change and automatically show some respect, it's not happening. Not happening. Respectfully. <laughs> As I kind of Eddie King said, I respect you, but you've burnt so many bridges. You you have to jump these guys somehow. Reunite LAX. You got you got to jump BCC. BCC is not a fair fight. It took all of the elite, all of the elite. <laughs> it, it did. <laughs> Eddie's got to start his own faction. I don't know who he's going to recruit. He's got to start. He's got to put in that work. That's what's got to happen. He's got to find a bunch of disgruntled people, and we could start with FDR. So that's two right there. <laughs> Which is wild because he literally has three championships. Like, insane. I. I mean, Eddie keeps putting in that work. So you got to find other people full of piss and vinegar. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Next, ladies and gentlemen, we had a Brian Cage versus Turbo Floyd. And I didn't get the other gentleman's mm. name. Mm, don't ask me because I <laughs> literally, I said, oh, here we go again. And then I said, is that a B? Because I came up with the mascot. I had no idea. I'm so sorry, Las Vegas. Um, but he was the mascot for the Golden Knights. And I just had so many questions about him and why he came out with the Outrunners. 
who I I'm not a fan. They haven't made that connection with me. I'm so sorry to them, but it's not clicking for me. It's not clicking. Um, is it clicking for you, Cresta? I know you didn't even have the other person's name. <laughs> the dance off between Prince Nana. Yo, my note is squish squash. <laughs> the lizard man chance and the Prince Nana dance was the most interesting and the longest part of that match. Mm. I allow me to get on my rant rug for just a second. My Let's apologies, y'all. Let's do it. I personally enjoy Brian Cage. Mm -hmm. I just feel like there has to be a better way to use him. Because this, this, this ain't it. You have him rack up all these rings on these people who we see, and then they're gone and lost in the ethos or go back to Ring of Honor. And then when it comes time to win the big one, he's the one getting pinned. Coming to the stage, Jabba to the stars, Brian Cage. Right? Why is that? Why is that? Why is that? Much like Lance Archer, you got this big, mean I man. I was just about to say, I was like, you know who's in that same position? Lance Archer, except he's the one that he's losing. Lance Archer will win everything. We win every West of AEW. Mm -mm. <laughs> and Brian Cage will win everything except for the Moguls and the C Tag match. Unless Khan is there. Because Khan's been taking the pin. And I don't like that either. That, that, I know someone's got to take the pin, but Nana's right there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Something's gotta change. We have to make changes. Something's gotta change. I just I also low-key feel Swerve can't be the only one in mobile embassies with it. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you on that. And it's crazy because you look at Brian Cage and you're just like, this guy is massive. There's just no way that yeah, I mean, he picked up the win tonight, but he didn't look the best in the ring. You gotta give him some good good competitors right and that's yeah. that's no shade to to the outrunners but no, not at all we we need to be doing better for especially this this group where you have swerve that came out as a giant star you can't tell me prince nana is a one-hit wonder and only made you know swerve and swerve I agree with that. By himself before so you have to as a manager if he's a manager in AEW, like create stars and it's not looking like, yeah, okay, yeah, Brian Cage is picking up a match here and there, but what else are we doing with him? Yeah, and I feel like when we do see the rest of mogul embassies, I'm thinking uh, Khan and Tongaloa, or Tonga Leona, sorry. It's like sometimes you win, but then when we go back to the multi-man matches, it's not you. And when you guys do win, it's against people that I feel like I'm going to see you this week, and then the next time I see you, hopefully yeah. enough time has passed where you forget the last time that you lost, which kind of sucks Yeah, because I feel like no one here is a win. Yeah. Yeah, you really need to help build them up to be stars because Brian Cage is literally a monster. Same thing with Lance Archer. We talk about him, but, like, he's it's, it's in his name. Murder, Murder Hawk Monster. It doesn't make sense. What Just are we make doing? The meat division. Just make the meat division. Not knock it off. Tony, knock it <laughs> Knock it off, Tony. Make the damn meat division. I've had it with you. <laughs> um after that, I had to like, wait, something else happened because we got so wrapped up in trying to book Brian Cage better. Mm. After that, hook comes out, which I will say okay. is a great pivot. Okay, literally. <laughs> I was I was thinking about Brian Cage walking out. Hook comes out, and I said, oh, it's over for you, Brian Cage. I'm so sorry. I said, Hook is whooping your butt, which is crazy, right? Because it's literally Hook. Mm -hmm. And we saw Danny Garcia kind of get his ass beat in the, in the beginning of his match, and only to see Hook, who's a little, you know, I want to say smaller. Mm -hmm. And you really think of Hook as a monster. So they've made Hook into just something so incredible like a guy that is really just bigger than than himself and i think aw's done a great job with hook but man i was like brian cage this is done you're done for sir especially after that title shot he had with um with samoa joe i firmly yeah. in my heart to believe that he could pick up Brian Cage and put him down. I believe Absolutely. it. I, believe it. <laughs> I was ready for him to get flipped 
all over that. Yes. All over. I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready, sir. It didn't happen, but I said, oh, man. And I really thought they were going to follow them backstage, and they didn't do that either. But I was like, oh, that would have been such a good segment if we would have seen Hook and, you know, Brian Cage in the concession stands and going through a table. And I, it would have been just so good. Yeah. I agree, bro. And also, too, I've seen Brian Cage from TNA Impact. I know that he can give up luchador moves in the ring. So him versus Hook will be a very competitive match, and it will put more eyes, I think, on Brian Cage in a good way. And again, make the meat division. Knock it off. <laughs> I'm not going to stop until I get a super heavyweight Meet the vision commentated by Big E. Somebody's going to hear my cries. Sponsored, sponsored by Arby's. Sponsored something. by Arby's. <laughs> we have the, the meat. <laughs> After that, uh, we do get Lexi Nair backstage with the Undisputed Kingdom and the Stone Pitbull, Tamahiro Ishii. Mm-hmm. I hate and I love that Roderick Strong is back to screaming at people. <laughs> The gist of this backstage interview was uh, Matt Taven say, we used to be in chaos, Ishii. I hurt my knee. I didn't even get a call. I mean, not for nothing. I wouldn't call you either, Matt Taven. Oh, sorry about it. Sorry about it. You're a nerd. (laughs) So he's like, you know what? When I see you again, you better be Orange Cassidy. We're going to beat you up. Or Roderick Shaw's like, I'll see you at Revolution instead. And I don't know. I kind of, I kind of lost the plot of this. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm hold you. Because I same. Okay. As soon as Roderick Strong yelled, I was like, "All right." It kind of, like, I tuned it out a little bit. And uh, also, um, I think they called Ishii a Melvin. He was like, "Oh, you Melvin," and I was like, "What?" That's not a Melvin. Like, if anything, you guys are Melvin. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way this is happening right now. This whole segment, I was just giggling. So I kind of like tuned it out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, for those of you who are like, what is a Melvin? Mm-hmm. There's an episode of South Park that I think perfectly describes a Melvin. Have you ever decided you're all going to go out to eat? And you're like, we're going to go to Red Lobster because everyone likes Cheddar Bay Biscuits. And for the past two weeks, you're all like, we're going to Red Lobster. The day of Red Lobster, this one friend is like... I don't want to go to Red Lobster. Do we have to go to... I'm so allergic to everything. Do we... That's a Melvin, so you're welcome. Yeah. And and out of Ishii in the United Kingdom, who sounds like that? You tell us, guys. Write it in the comments. Write it in the comments below. (laughs) Who sounds like that in the United Kingdom and Ishii? Who who benefits that that description? (laughs) Who benefits... Hint. That cow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ooh, my chest. After that, we do get the cope open. I mm-hmm. I I I want I want to like that name. The cope the the oh man the cope open. The cope I want to like that name. I do. I do. I want to like that name. I just I do. I will say, right when he got to the mic, the first thing he says, Nigel, shut up, because I know you're saying something rude on the mic. And this time, Nigel wasn't. Or I was expecting because the camera cut to Nigel, and Nigel's like, "What?" <laughs> Nigel, honestly, you deserve that. I, you didn't do anything this time, but you deserve that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like he got yelled at. You know, when your mom yells at you at the at the store before you do something, you better not do anything. And you're like, "Oh, okay." So, and this is you like, I didn't even have a chance to get in trouble yet. That's crazy. Yep. It's like, we just walked in. What do you mean? Wow. I'm not leaving your side. You ain't messing around today. <laughs> and I mean, he wasn't because he then says Matthew and Nicholas against us were saying the full names. What you did to Darby and Sting wouldn't have happened if I was there. And that's a threat. I was like, period, Pooh. Mm. Get him, Adam. Then he starts saying, all of these people that he could be fighting and he could be challenging, but then he's like, I really kind of was hinting. I really wanted Christian Cage and Daniel Garcia's music hit. And I'm not going to lie. I was quite confused. I was like, Garcia, not like this, not like this, please. (laughs) But this is AEW and everyone is good and hard decisions need to be made. This is really interesting. Okay. Because 
he came out and I'm like, all right, he's just gonna, you know, Adam, I'm like, Adam's just gonna talk about his, you know, past competitors. I'm like, what he's going to do. So I kind of toned it out. Right. And then Daniel Garcia's music hit. And I'm like, oh, what, what's happening here? I was very interested. My interest was immediately peaked. And I'm like, oh no, is he going to challenge Adam? Like, I didn't know really how to feel about it because yes, I do think it would be a good match. Um, and it is going to be a match on Wednesday, but I'm still a little bit like iffy about it. You know, they're both wanting to challenge Christian, who's one of our faves. So I <laughs> hate to love that guy. Yeah. So, you know, Danny Garcia has been getting a lot of wins, but also Adam has been getting a lot of wins. So it's, I don't know, it's going to be an interesting dynamic on Wednesday, but this really caught my eye because I'm like, all right, they're throwing Danny Garcia in there, which was probably Adam's idea, right? He's probably mm -hmm. like, hey, I want to work with him. So uh, interesting that he came out and he was literally still holding his head. He was like, I just fought. Oh my God. I mean, again, we go back to Shane Taylor with those potatoes, those meat fists, giving him the what for. Mm -hmm. It's like, he made good, Daniel Garcia made good points. I've been winning too. And last week, I pointed at that and I get that that's your thing, but you're not going to step on me no. to, you know, I, and I get it. And Adam Copeland's like, I get that too, young blood, young blood, but let me talk to you, young blood. I hate that guy. I've been hating that guy for 20 years. <laughs> he said it's deeper than that. It's deeper than a match. <laughs> yeah. And they shook hands. And he's like, yo, but next week I'm kicking your ass. And I was like, yikes. Wild. Because he didn't let him walk away. He was like, bop, nah, you're not leaving. Let me tell you how I really feel. And I was like, oh. It was, it was drama. I loved it. It was good drama. And I don't know who has better odds of winning. And you know how to get better odds of winning? BetOnline.ag is the official betting partner of Fightful. 100% of the time when you get the odds from Fightful, they are coming from BetOnline.ag. And it's not just wrestling. It's not just MMA and boxing. It's football. It's basketball, baseball, hockey. They have the earliest lines. You can bet big with the high limits and rebet functionality. They have the fastest payouts with winnings paid in minutes and the industry's best bonuses on every qualifying deposit. They've been trusted for 25 plus years. It's not some fly-by-night company. BetOnline AG has been there. They've done that. In addition, they're trusted by millions. They've got VIP rewards programs and a ton of popular games. BetOnline.ag. That's where I go to make my bets. That's where I suggest you go to, my friends. Please just bet what you can and bet responsibly. Kate would be proud of me with these segues. That was fantastic. Amazing. I, I, you know what? I I'm going to clip that and we're going to send it to her. <laughs> yes, clip that and send it to her. And also, thank you so much, Dylan Dutch, showing support for the two-woman power trip. Thank you. I think we need our own theme song. We Bye. really do. Um, I'm going to work on it. We'll figure this out. I'll write lyrics because all I do is uh, all I do is meme and clown around. <laughs> Speaking okay. of clowns, Rick besides my neighbors, <laughs> Sean Ross Sapp is upstairs having karaoke. So mm. I apologize if you guys can hear. <laughs> we have backstage. This was my favorite segment of the night because I love a good manager, mm. and Stokely Hathaway is an unsung manager. Of AEW, of any company. So we have Renee backstage interviewing Willow, Chris, sorry, Willow Nightingale, Chris Statlander, and Stokely Hathaway. So Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale are talking about how Julia Hart and um, Sky Blue are now being spooky sisters. Yeah. And Stokely Hathaway delivers the coldest line of the night. He says... <laughs> You can listen to all the evanescence and shop at all the hot topic you want, but that doesn't make you a badass. First of all, as someone who still listens to evanescence and jobs are hot topic, I've never felt so attacked in my life. That is gimmick infringement, and I see why Tony Khan has you blocked, Stokely. You're supposed to be my dad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the fact that Stokely was like, oh, yeah, I'll make it happen, Um, but I'm going to need to borrow your phone because Tony has me blocked. Hilarious. And I tell you, I cackled. That was so funny. Because it seemed like to be true. why he's not on TV every week. On every show. Every show. <laughs> he's like, they got beef with me. So we're getting uh, Julia Hart and Blue, 
blue sky, sky blue versus Willow Nightingale, Chris Statlander. I think they said next week or on Wednesday. Yeah, I want to say. Mm, write it down in the comments, guys. I want to say Wednesday. I feel like that's a Wednesday match. I mean, yeah. we'll be eating good if that's a Friday, a Saturday match. I'd be real good. But, I mean, I got to tell you, that's a real two-woman power trip because those are some that, well, that two candidates power, for the meat division. <laughs> yep. Runner-ups. I want to say, I just, I know we don't normally do this, but I just want to highlight this. How you got blocked by your own boss. Ask Joe Pearl, because I feel like he got blocked by uh, Sean Ross Sapp a couple of times. <laughs> maybe not blocked, maybe muted. Maybe muted. <laughs> I mean, but how do you get blocked by your own boss? That's that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy behavior. Wild. And then you got to see him at work. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Maybe he'll see him backstage and Tony will be like, oh, I gotta hop into this closet really quick. Like, you know what? My Twitter got hacked. <laughs> it wasn't me. Yeah, yeah, it was an, it was another Tony Khan. I just saw you posted on Twitter. That wasn't me. That was my dad. <laughs> we now get Mark Briscoe versus Brody King with mm-hmm. Julia Hart. And I love, 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 love Julia Hart. But Julia Hart is now becoming the Rhea Ripley of AEW. She's getting on my last nerve. She can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> You're so good, and I respect it, but you can't. Mm. You can't keep getting away with this, Julia. This match, again, was one of those matches where my hand, at some point, my handwriting changed. I'm trying to write like this. Like, please, my hand hurts so bad. Please. This was such a good match. It no. was such a stiff match. This is a good match until the end because y'all know how I give it up with blood. Mm. So I'm going to describe it to the end and then Iridian's going to take us from there because it's how I watch the end of the match. <laughs> the match was great. It was a hard slapping match. Mm-hmm. Like literally from the beginning, I wrote, how can he slap? Brody King tried to slap the nipples off of Mark Briscoe. Not the nipples. I... Yeah, and Mark Briscoe tried to slap the tattoos off that man's chest. This was a stiff match. And can we talk about the cannonball into the corner from Brody King? I was watching this in Discord with my friends, and one of my friends said, if somebody landed on me like that, just take me to Jesus. Call me home because (laughs) it's over for me. I have to go. Like, this was such a good match. There was a twisting moonsault off of a chair from Mark Briscoe on Brody King to the outside, to which Mark Briscoe quickly got Brody King into the ring. And up to go on a froggy splash. And then here comes Julia. <laughs> he said, you little froggy splash. I love that. <laughs> oh, one thing about Cresta Star, she's going to describe something. <laughs> oh, that's right. I apologize if y'all hear that in the microphone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Sean having a party. And Sean is singing Ariana Grande. So Here get your life, Sean. Um, it ends up being Julia Hart distracts uh, Mark Briscoe, which leads yeah. to Brody King pushing him down, hitting the Yambag City for Brody King to hit the Gonzo Bomb for the win. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> After the match, Julia Hart stabs the McFuck out of Mark Briscoe. Like, holy shit. No remorse. No remorse. She needs to be stopped. She needs to be stopped. She needs to be stopped. She really needs to be stopped. She needs to be stopped. (laughs) She stabbed that man real quick and nobody came out to help her, which I think is crazy. And then, uh, and then I don't want to describe this anymore. Please help me. Wild, wild stuff. I know people um, are in the comments asking if we read the chat. We absolutely do. If you want us to read your comment on the screen, definitely send a super chat, send a humber chat. We'll get it. Um, we'll get it on the screen and we'll read it. Mm-hmm. But man, <laughs> Brody coming out immediately. I was worried for Mark, right? Because I'm like, oh man, this is not going to be good. Mark is such, he's, a smaller man compared to, of course, the the head of the meat division, Brody. And Julia getting involved and tossing. Well, I mean, she distracted Mark and then Brody pushed Mark onto the table. And I was like, oh, my God. Of course, we know if you set it up, you go through it. Like, that's just what happens in wrestling. So, you know, Brody picked up the win and I'm like, all right. Finally, this match is over. Not finally because it was terrible, but I was just like, this is so 
it's it's a tough watch because they were really beating up each other. And like you said, Julia comes in, she's holding this giant nail. And this is where you and I, I felt the connection because immediately I was like, why is there blood? What are we doing? And it wasn't just, I feel like when people bleed in wrestling, it's not just a little thing, right? Like Julia really like dug deep and then Brody goes in there and he's like cranking into the head of, of Mark Briscoe. And it was just like pouring, pouring. It was so, I guess, I don't want to say disgusting, but it was, it was nasty, like <laughs> in a good way, but also like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it because I literally wrote highlighted and bolded in huge letters. Why is there blood? And then I wrote hashtag Cresta. <laughs> Bro, I cannot even describe again. Why did no one go and help Mark Briscoe? Number one, number two, it's also like, from a visual standpoint, from a wrestling standpoint, what a visual. Well, the House of Black is back in a big way, but also... <laughs> you said, not for me. Not for me. <laughs> this was so unnecessary. Because I'm going to put Mark Briscoe in that Eddie Kingston, Daniel Garcia category. We all love him. So I truly don't understand. I truly don't understand. I truly don't understand. I don't uh, understand why that had to happen to him. <laughs> exactly. If it's just like bleeding for the purpose of bleeding in, in a match. And also, like you said, why did nobody come out to help Mark? Eddie Kingston was literally cutting a promo backstage talking about, I'm ready to fight. All right, Eddie, let's go. <laughs> let's go help out in a fight. You literally had the whole locker room empty out the first match. Where were the, you know, the, what is it? The, the work, the work horsemen, the, what, what are they called? Yeah, there's, there's some work horsemen in there. <laughs> yeah, they, they were back, <laughs> they were backstage. And they didn't come out. Like, where was all the security for this? What is happening? Like, this man literally just went through a table. I mean, I'm also Why? not gonna hold you. Where with FTR and BCC, I know you'll fight me. Exactly. With House of Black is psychological torture, and I don't that is smoke I'm not sure I want. <laughs> so I can also understand because Why people want to stay out. It's 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 paranormal. It really is. Yeah. It's giving paranormal, yeah. But again, like I said, Julia Hart, much like Rhea Ripley, she can't keep getting away with this. Somebody, somebody's got to outspook her. Because the last girl that tried just ended up joining her. Like, I, somebody got to outspook her. So, like, yeah, it's it's a mess. Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> don't forget to send us your super chats, yes. your humper chats. We appreciate you so much. Like this super chat that says, time for the AEW heels to take over. Control this. And I will say there was a lot of heel action in this gate, in this game, in this show tonight. Because if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Oh, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. If you lose and you didn't cheat, you only cheated yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we had a Brian Keith backstage video promo saying he's here to beat the best. Sure. Any extra uh, notes? Nope. I actually didn't even write that down. <laughs> I'm so sorry, sir. Sorry, Brian Keith. I got the gist. I didn't, I didn't need to write it down. I got it. All right, now let me go back to my fake threatening of Monsieur Kanwi. Oh, it's 9:20, so here's my women's match. But they said it was two women's matches. Bold of me to assume that you would break it up and not cram it in 10 minutes. Two matches. I see you. At least I got two matches, but I see you. You're not sneaky, mm. and I'm watching. Period. That being said. We're going to start off this match with the super chat that we got sent in earlier that says, Tony Storm can do no wrong. Everything she does is a home run. Forbidden Door 3 with CMLL, New Japan, and possibly Stardom is in the mix of everything I wanted. And I completely agree. Tony Storm can do no wrong. This first match, we do get Deanna Perrazzo versus Kiara Hogan. Mm -hmm. I think this match went five or seven minutes. Mm -hmm. And it was stiff. It was fast, but before I could finish writing big bump, bump, butt bump from Kiara Hogan, that was then reversed into a Tony Storm bump, but there was a Venus, not Tony Storm. There was a Venus de Milo for uh, Deanna Perrazzo. Hmm. This match was a, and you missed it. It was a good match from what I could see, but it was real fast. 
Yeah. When Deanna Prazo's in the ring, it's it's really something that you have to watch the whole match. You can't literally take your eyes off of anything because the way that she works is so quick. And it's kind of the same thing with Kiera because she's also very quick. Mm -hmm. So if you look away for a couple seconds, you know, you might miss a couple spots. So I've really enjoyed Deanna so far in AEW. And the fact that she's such a technical wrestler, like she is like Zack Sabre Jr. She is yeah. like Danielson, right? Like she can, she's on that level of, of technicality and it's really great to see. And I love people who, who have submission moves. I like as your finishers, like I am all about a good submission and Deanna is just, she's good every week. She gets in there and she kills it. Um, but yeah, like we're having her picking up Wednesday, you know, each week, building her up towards Tony who, who did come out right after her, but I want longer matches. <laughs> I do. I do. I feel like you could have, I don't know what I feel. I, just I know. <laughs> I know. We have a lot of feelings. And then, and then Tony storm comes out, right? Deanna picks up the win. Tony comes out. Um, let's talk about, I have a lot to say about this queen. Um, Aminata match with go ahead. Take, take the ring. Take Tony the ring. Storm. So, it was interesting because commentary mentioned that Queen Aminata has an average match length of about three minutes, which I'm like very interesting because they they meant it as like a flex to show that she's very efficient in the ring, which I see. Right. But that also highlighted that like as a woman, she only got three minutes like the Adam Copeland, Danny Garcia promo was like. 10, 20 minutes. And then you got backstage segments and those are longer than three minutes. So you're going to tell me that on average Queen Aminata, and I don't think she signed AEW either. Um, correct me if, if, if I'm wrong, but I don't think she signed, but it's crazy to be highlighting the fact that, yeah, she only gets three minutes and that's not just her. I feel like a lot of other women, when they have their matches in AEW get about that same time, which is not fair doesn't get them to showcase and the women really have to make the most out of their time which is like all right yeah you're going to give us two matches which is really was going to be the equivalent of one and then during this match specifically with tony storm the champion you go to picture in picture so you're telling me that you only gave her three minutes on, on average right and then you're going to go to picture in picture like what are we doing i which is very irked by the fact that they even mentioned that on commentary like what's happening Chat is going ham. They said it was nine, ten minutes. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. That to me, nine, ten minutes is not enough when some average people matches is 10, 15. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I and the fact that they were like, oh, we're gonna put them back to back, and now you got two women's matches, and then you got Willow and Chris Statlander in a backstage. Like, bro, no, stop playing with me. You're not gonna fool me. I see what you're doing. I don't like it. You're a nasty girl. <laughs> I see you for who you are. Yeah. I mean, it was a good match. Don't get me wrong. I think Queen Aminata, Tony Storm have amazing chemistry because they're very stiff workers. I will just always advocate for women's matches. We are in a great time for professional wrestling. And if we can showcase a wide breadth of women because seeing people like Deanna Perrazzo who are technical geniuses, in my opinion, and then you have the next match of Tony Storm and Queen Aminata, who's a stiff woman. Same thing with Kiara Hogan, who versus Deanna Perrazzo, you think about it, she's her own special kind of stiff. It's one of those things where it's like, you can showcase all of these people and make stars out of them. So I just want more because I like wrestling and I want everyone to shine. So I don't want you guys to think over here being negative Nancy's. But if that's what make you watch, we could be negative Nancy Alice. Yeah. Sour Graps Part 2. <laughs> Somebody said they could have done without the Brian Cage match. I think when we covered that, the point is, like, if you're going to use someone like Brian Cage, use them well. And I think yeah. that's the same thing with the women's matches if you're going to use the women use them well and for the yeah. most part they try but you can break up some of these matches you know yeah and they, and the same thing could be said like when we say like oh they could have gone without that backstage promo like if that backstage promo didn't add anything to a storyline and you were just showing them just to show them like no definitely give that time to a match especially a women's match to better showcase your superstars like just you know that's all we're saying yeah, because I will even say that the Continental Classic is a prime example, especially for someone like a Daniel Garcia, of what happens when you just showcase your wrestlers, even in a lose. Sky Blue is someone 
who they've elevated and showcased their wrestlers. So I see that for people like Aminata, it's frustrating to watch Deanna Perrazzo even get a short match, even Ataya Valkyrie. So, you know, it's my right as a human being to complain, and it's one of my favorite things to do. Get into it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not justifying a single thing for yeah. <laughs> um What did you think about what happened after Tony uh, picked up the win when she cut her promo and she was laying in the ring and she was so distressed? I need to know your thoughts on this. What an icon. I've already won. I no longer need to stand. Why stand when you can sit? Why sit when you can lay? Mm. And she chose the big brain play. She chose the big brain play. I love the idea of just saying, I'm, I'm the champion. I'm so bored. I'm so tired. I have a new film coming out. I didn't write down. What's what's your other? Did I write down the name of this film? Um, Wet Ink, I believe. Somebody correct me. But yeah, I think it's Wet Ink. That's the name of her new movie that's coming out Wednesday. That's so funny. The fact that she couldn't be bothered to stand after she won. And she literally was like looking all around and she pulled a Taylor Swift and she was like, oh, well, by the way, I have a new thing coming out this Wednesday. Like, oh, my God, it was so funny. So Lulu is the Salulu in 2024. And honestly, period, mm-hmm. period. Since we're on the women's match and we just got this super chat, two women's matches I get just over 10 minutes is not enough. We need to get to a point where there are women's matches getting at least 20 minutes of ring time or at least broken up. I would take an 820 and a 920. You know what I mean? And especially like if you're if you're building up the women, it just makes sense because then everything feels rushed and you feel like you didn't get to really see them not only as a character, but as an in-ring performer, because you Mm. didn't get to see them shine. And then when they are doing things, you're like, oh, picture in picture. So only the audience who's there gets to really experience it. So, you know, just things to keep in mind. And yeah, I, I agree with that. So not long enough. I'll also be fair. I feel that a lot of the AEW originals get the same treatment as well. Dark Order, I got to put my hand down because violence isn't the answer. But, you know. It is. <laughs> we got a book. Sometimes bullying is okay. Look look at what it did for the Sonic movie. We got different faces. We bullied them. Exactly. The bullying is not the answer. <laughs> yeah, you know, some of the originals. Um, yeah, you know, Dark Order. Um, it's Anna J. I love Anna J. And I feel How's like that's black Loki. Come on. Loki. Yes. Yeah. Like to, there's so many things where it's like, I want, I just want more. And I, and I seen Lord and Savior, Tony Khan, I see what you've done for others. For others. <laughs> I just want the same for me. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then Tony Storm go, going back to her when she was talking about, oh, I'm going to debut this on, on Di- Dynamite. And I was like, <laughs> What? And then they were like, oh, dynamite. I said, oh my God, Tony, I swear to God. I like, I'm done. She literally leaves me floored. Honestly, saying things incorrectly, peak, peak. Champagne, champagne, filet mignon, scrimps, <laughs> lingerie. Do you remember what she told Taz? Oh, it was a, it's, it's a souple, not a suplex. <laughs> So he was the human souple machine. I am done. She was like, I thought you were the human duplex machine so that I had to pay you my rent. I'm like, yo, bro. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is is cinema. This is peak. This is peak. Tony Storm being this delusional, peak, peak. Somewhere in my mind, Tony Storm versus Rhea Ripley, because these are two delusional women, and Julia Hart, I want to see it. Just Delulu is a Salulu. Yeah, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we are at the main event. Yes, like if you have any more humper chats or super chats, now's the time to get into it. If you want to ask me and Iridian something, we'll answer it for a price. I'm kidding, but I'm not. Pay yeah. up, <laughs> turn your pockets inside out. This is a stick up, <laughs> and there's no there was no bang bang gang on the card today, but this there's still gonna be a stick up, bang ass boy, scissor boy. <laughs> I'm gonna get a cease and desist. I'm gonna be like, you're not allowed to say that anymore. Why not? 
I'm gonna get a personal message from Max Castle saying, Crystal Star, knock it off. I'm like, you're right. I'm a you're Nigel right. McGinnis. It. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, for the main event, we have the All Atlantic Championship with Orange Cassidy versus the Stone Pit, the Stone Pitbull, Tomohiro Ishii. Now, I like Orange Cassidy, mm-hmm. but Ishii beat that man up. He beat that man up. He beat him up. And I will say for all of the hard work that these men did selling that both of them are stiff strikers, before I get into the minutia of the match, yeah. I did not like that this ended in a roll-up. I think that's that was very cheap on both ends. Yeah. And I... No, I... <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you. It's something about that roll-up because, you know, it's not just in, in this match particularly. I just don't like when it ends like that because it kind of, not to say that it discredits things that happened in the match, but it kind of does, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like they were really going for it. And the fact that Orange has been such a dominant champion, like that man has really put that title on the map, like really made it prestigious. And he has just been such a workhorse in the division. So, I, I don't know. I feel I want to say his I feel like we can have a new champion. I love orange. Yeah. Love orange. But I feel like it's it's gotta get to the point where like, all right, maybe we can afford to give him some losses every now and then. It's not gonna make him look weak. That guy is he's already set. But yeah. the roll up tonight, ah, I just wasn't feeling it. I feel like maybe we could have given it to Ishii. I wouldn't have minded. But again, it was for the championship. So I see it. Maybe if it was just a regular match, then it could have gone the other way. But uh, it wasn't for me. I think, again, it just undid the he couldn't knock down Ishii. And Orange Cassidy wasn't giving up. There was a spot in particular where he hits him with the orange punch punch. almost twice. And Ishii is just like, I'm not knocking down. And it literally took a third one for Ishii to fall down. And he had to throw his whole body weight into it. And I feel like, again, to end it on a roll-up, you could, for for all I just do the definitive finish. I wouldn't have been mad at that. Orange Cassidy definitely proved his worth. Yeah. You could have did a definitive finish. Like there were so many great spots. The the neck DDT into the stun dog millionaire from Orange Cassidy. There was a huge knockout blow on Orange Cassidy, but only got a two for Ishii. You know what I mean? There were so many the chest chop spots. I'm like, you could have given it to him. I I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> I don't. I feel like I'm complaining a lot for for someone who said my only complaint is that there was too much stuff to watch, and here I am just complaining, being sour graps. Like, no, I know we're able to be. I feel like critical, and not to say that we didn't enjoy the show. This mm-hmm. is just what we thought about it, and oh man, I don't know. I don't know. I I was. I guess I neither hated it nor loved this this main event. I feel like maybe we should have saved the main event for. Brody and for Mark. That's just my opinion. And you could have ended it kind of like that, you know, to have a really strong beginning with the Lucha influence and the BCC and the FTR, and then kind of bring it and ending it with Julia saying, like, the house always wins, right? So now you're like, Mm -hmm. all right, House of Black's going to do some crazy stuff. But I don't think this real, this match was main event worthy. Oh, it, it was, it was. I just, again, I just feel like a roll-up in that situation sucked the air. You know, it just sucked the air out of it. Because the match itself was great. I ask you, where do you think Orange Cassidy goes now? Like, he's beaten the best of the best. And I'm kind of ready for either, like you said, a changing of the guard. Mm-hmm. Or I want this Orange Cassidy to care now. Because you guys, the, the gimmick is he's so good that if he cared, he'd beat all of you up. I kind of want him to care. I want him to care now. Yeah. And again, it's with with the storytelling of like, all right, where are we going from here? And I feel like Orange has really done it off. He deserves a vacation. Yes. <laughs> because when um, Mox beat him for, for the championship, like, and then, you know, Mox was injured, they had to go back to... Um, to uh orange cassidy so this guy has been working week in and week out and just give him two three weeks vacation like that's all we really need all right he can go back and they could do maybe trios titles but Mm -hmm. i feel like there's a lot of other talent in AEW who's also worthy of of being you know championship worthy so maybe we can 
move over. I mean, a Daniel Garcia in that spot would be phenomenal. That's crazy. That's wild. Danny Garcia. If he need, he needs to change the pants. It needs to be the professional wrestler, Danny Garcia. I hate you. These <laughs> damn pants. These damn pants. <laughs> I mean, this way, every everyone's happy. Yeah. Danny Garcia gets a championship. Orange Cassie gets to go to Disney World and do this the whole time because he's unimpressed. <laughs> Maybe John Moxley, who's another one who needs to take a he, he oh. needs to take a damn vacation. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. John Moxley taking vacation. Who gonna leave BCC? Maybe have you to step up so Moxley could take a vacation. We are gonna make a plan so all these people who've been who've been there a while could take a vacation. We're gonna vouch for y'all. Y'all gonna get your vacations, okay? <laughs> I don't know. The EVPs is wild, and Matthew and Nicholas are like nothing for nobody. Matthew and Nicholas are like y'all are gonna work overtime. No, no vacation. No vacation. No OSHA violations. <laughs> oh Ladies and gentlemen, that's our time. That's our show. We appreciate you being here. We love the wrestling discourse. Thank you guys for being nice and aggravated. But that's wrestling. And that's what we're supposed to do. And that was AEW Collision on the 10th of February. Iridian, where can the lovely people find you if they're looking if you're looking for more content with me, definitely head over to Rest Friends. Um, it's down here, spelled exactly like this, W-R-E-S-T Friends. Uh, we have our YouTube channel. We're TikTok, on Facebook, on Instagram. We have a podcast, and you can check out all my interviews on there. Caresta, where can our beautiful followers of Fightful find you? Ladies and gentlemen, most nowadays you can find me here on FIFO every Thursday and Saturday. Thursdays I go over TNA slash Impact. There's a lot going on. Scott Demore is out. We have a new president in. We talk about all of that stuff and hard to kill, not hard to kill. Um, no surrenders coming up. This is a pay-per-view. There's a lot of wrestling going on. Saturdays, I'm here with Iridian, two-woman power trip. Sometimes Rick, sometimes Sean Rossap. And we go over all things collision. If that's a lot and you want to catch me on my personal stuff, you can follow me over on X, Twitter, Cresta the Star, like Megan the Stallion, because, you know, Cresta yeah. Star got banned, and it is what it is. <laughs> Subscribe to Fightful Select. Follow Iridian. Follow Cresta. Super Chats, Humper Chats. I love you all. I respect you all. Love each other and respect each other. I don't know how to end these things. So in the words of Dave Chappelle, zip it up and zip it out. See you on the flippity flop, y'all. Bye. Bye. And stream.